Hi, I'm Tamara, the host of Without Regret, the podcast, where I hope you'll learn how to live your best life, overcome obstacles, and become successful, whatever that means to you. Learn through my example, as well as my guests, who've all had to overcome adversity and learn to keep on moving forward and upward. Imagining my voice sounding like it does um, on other people's podcasts, but I don't think it does. Um, it's been a while. It's been a really long time, um, but I've got some ideas and some thoughts and all kinds of things that um, you know I've been thinking about, and I'm ready to get back at this thing. So, thanks for for joining me again. I'm excited to be back. So today uh, I'm going to talk about something a little dark, something that is controversial, but something that I really, really believe in a lot. So, um, and it's just an experience I had in my past, something I had to overcome and you know, the whole, the whole deal. So I'm, I'm just going to get right into it. Um, so I was 17 and I had been dating this man. I say man because he was 23, although my mom thought he was 19. We'd been dating for about four months and I started feeling sick and I'd already dropped out of school at this point, but I uh, had been feeling sick for a while. So my mom took me to the doctor and explained my symptoms. You know, it's been going on for about a week. I just feel nauseous all the time. So the doctor immediately asked if I could be pregnant pregnant pause. Is that what they call that? Don't. Anyway, uh, my mom's in the room with me. I'm 17 and I'm like, um, well, so I think she probably already had an idea at this point that I was sexually active, but I had never actually confirmed it. Uh, if she only knew how long I'd been sexually active at that point, I think she might've had a heart attack, but I didn't answer honestly. And I said, yes, I suppose it is possible. I mean, I wasn't on birth control after all. Um, so he took the test and it was positive. And I just started crying. I mean, I was a 17-year-old high school dropout. Uh, was, I'm not even sure I had a job at that time. If I did, it probably would have been as like a cashier at a grocery store. Um, my mom was barely making ends meet and was newly married to my stepdad, who at the time I absolutely despised. But um my feelings about him have changed now and they're still married, but he's now my dad. So anyway, I'm in a new relationship. The most serious one I'd been in up to that point, but he wasn't working either. I don't think he lived in a trailer with a roommate and they were stealing electricity from a neighbor. So, I mean, this was not a good situation. I was terrified. I had to tell this man that I was pregnant with his child and then decide what to do about it. So I think I knew right away, I knew right away that, um, there, I couldn't take care of a child. I mean, I was a child, even if I never would have admitted that at the time, but you know, 
I just, there was just, I'm like, there's no way I can't do this. So I tell my boyfriend and he seemed to take it well enough. Um, I think I immediately told him I wanted to get an abortion. Um, he took that well too, but did say ultimately it was my decision and that he'd support me either way. But whether he would have or not, uh, if I had kept it, who knows, but, uh, he said the right things, right? So there was a brief time when I considered keeping it. I romanticized a life with this man, us raising our child together, but I did ultimately make the decision to end the pregnancy. I didn't want to be a mother ever. And I didn't want to be pregnant and give birth. There's no way I would have been able to give it up if I had, um, you know, if I had like carried this pregnancy and given birth, I, I don't think I would have been able to give it up. So adoption was just not an option. Um, although admittedly, I don't think I ever even gave that much of a thought at all. I just, I just wanted it all to go away as soon as possible. So I could honestly get back to my party life. So with the help and consent of my mother, I made the appointment. I thought I needed a permission because I was a minor. I did find out later that I didn't, but she obviously knew I was pregnant. So, you know, it's not like I could really hide this from her, um, but she was supportive. She was everything a mother should be in that moment. Don't get me wrong. She was pissed and she was disappointed and she was even shocked, I think, but she was also supportive. My mom herself was pregnant at 16. Um, hers was the result of a date rape situation. I hope she's okay with me saying that. But she opted to have the child and give it up for adoption. That's a whole other story for another episode. But honestly, in, the, in 1960 or 61 or whatever it was, I don't think abortion was even legal. Um, I'm sure there were doctors who would do it, but I don't think it was a consideration for her at the time. Back then, they sent you away for nine months. You had the baby and gave it away and then came back home. And that's exactly what she did. So even though the circumstances were completely different, she knew what it was like to be in my position. And she was supportive. I don't remember exactly how much time there was between when I found out I was pregnant and the date of the abortion. But there was definitely some time in between, at least a weekend. So maybe like a week. Um, but I do remember going to a party at a friend's house and I was drinking and I remember thinking, wow, this is weird. I'm, I'm pregnant, but I'm, but I'm drinking, but I knew I was going to be ending the pregnancy. So I wasn't too concerned about it, but looking back, it is, I don't know, it's kind of a fucked up thing. Um, this friend was a male and at the time I considered him my best friend. And I remember telling him after a few drinks that I was pregnant, I don't really remember his response. Um, but shortly after that happened, he was killed by his brother. But again, that's another story for another podcast episode. So the day of the appointment comes, the plan is for my mom to take me that morning. And then she and my stepfather and my stepbrother were going to go out of town for the weekend. They, di they didn't know what was going on and thought I had to work. As far as I I know they still don't know. Um, it's not something we really sit around and talk about over dinner, but um, but they thought I had to work. So I guess I must have had a job because that was our excuse, um, if I remember correctly, of why I wasn't going to be going out of town with them. 
So my boyfriend was supposed to come by and stay at the house with me while they were gone so that I wouldn't be alone just in case something happened. I didn't have a car or anything. So we get to the doctor's office and at this time, this is, uh, 1990. Yeah, probably around 1989, 1990. Um, and at that time they, they had to do counseling. They probably do today too, but, um, they had to do some sort of counseling before they would do the procedure. So, you know, they just make sure you know your options. They make sure you understand that it can be traumatic and that it can cause issues in the future, both physically and emotionally. Um, and that, you know, once it's, you know, once that's done, then they'll perform the procedure if you still want to have it done. And I think it costs around 250 200 or $250, which seems really inexpensive, um, because it's, you know, it's a medical thing and of course it's not covered by insurance. So, you know, I just, I remember even now thinking that that's just not a lot of money and yes, my boyfriend did pay for it. So we did the procedure. Um, and I think I was on some sort of pain medicine or something. Um, actually I think I opted to be put into a twilight sleep and that wasn't something that you had to do or that they always did, but it was something that I opted for. Um, and so I was kind of out of it. And when we get home, my family leaves and the boyfriend doesn't show up <laughs> for hours and hours and hours. He does not show up until like around midnight. And then he was drunk. Um, so I was not very happy actually. Um, but thankfully things went well, nothing terrible happened. I was perfectly fine and it all worked out. But if this is any indication of what he would have been like as a father at that time, I'd say I probably made the right choice. I, I know I made the right choice, but honestly, I've never regretted that decision. Um, you know, there were, there were moments later in life when I had some fertility issues after I had my, my daughter. And I wondered if it was because of that, or if I was being punished by the universe or by God or something like that. Um, but I'm, I'm still not regretful of making that decision because I can only imagine where my life would have been if I had not made that decision. Um, after, you know, this is all done, my mom took me to Planned Parenthood and I got on birth control. Um, and it was free from Planned Parenthood. For many years, I went to Planned Parenthood to get my birth control. Um, eventually, I did opt to get Norplant, which was like a an implant. It was like five cylinders that they implanted just under the skin of your forearm, not your forearm, but like your upper bicep area. Um, and you had it for five years, which I did have it for the full five years. Um, and then they take it out. Um, I, cause I, I really, really did not want to have children. Sorry, Tracy. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, she knows that, but she also knows it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Although I recognize that having a child was the best thing that ever happened to me and what ultimately turned my life around. But I don't, I don't think having one at 17 would have had the same impact as having one, you know, two years later at almost 20. So the name of the podcast is without regret. And this is an example of a negative, unfortunate, potentially traumatic thing that happened in my life that I, that I don't regret. Um, I also don't typically get into political conversations. Um, I have my thoughts and my opinions and I vote according to my core values. 
but this is one area that I'm, I'm very passionate about and will speak out about, um, you know, because I never, I, I never in a million years thought Roe versus Wade would ever be overturned. And when that happened recently, it, it just broke my heart. I couldn't believe it. You know, even my own mother is happy about this being overturned, um, which is hard for me to accept. I do remember in that time in between finding out that I was pregnant and having the abortion, I was on the phone. This is back when, you know, you had a phone in your house and there's multiple phones all connected to the same lines. And I was talking to a friend of mine. I don't know if she'll remember that it was her. Um, I was talking to her, but I'm not sure. that show, well, I'm sure, wait, hopefully I can edit that out. So anyway, I was, I was talking to her on the phone. Um, and I know she'll be listening to this episode. So I, do you know who you are? Um, anyway, my brother was on the other end listening in. He's my older brother at the time he was in the military and he's, he was home on leave and he was listening into the phone call while I was telling my friend about having this abortion. Maybe, maybe it was after, not in that period in between, but I just remember him yelling murderer into the phone and then hanging it up. Um, it was, you know, it was awful. He was so angry at me after that. Uh, he forgave me, obviously, and doesn't hold it against me now, but at the time it was hard. It was tough, you know, and my, my mom, like I was saying, is all anti-abortion and it's confusing to me, but, um, you know, she, she was supportive and that's what really matters. Um, I'm not even sure my daughter knows about it. I should probably tell her before she listens to this podcast episode and finds out this way, probably not the best way for her to find out. But anyway, so back to abortion now, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade's overturned is now up to the states and many states have made it illegal, like 100 percent with no exceptions. I mean, that just blows my mind. I mean, I guess I can kind of see where, you know, it's, it should only be allowed in certain circumstances, you know, life threatening illnesses or either the, the child or the mother. Um, nobody should be forced to carry a dead baby to term. And like, that's just cruel. That's, it's cruel. Um, thankfully, thankfully I live in a state that, that, um, it's not that I'm worried about it now. I'm not going to get pregnant, but I just really, you know, I just really feel like it's really unfair to women. It's unfair to the children that are going to be born into poverty, maybe drug addiction, or maybe given up and have to deal with the effects, you know, of the fact that they were given up if they're told that they were given up, you know, that, and that they were adopted, I know there are a lot of issues with that too. So maybe they have a great life, but there's still that, you know, it's just unfair. It's just really unfair. And it should be the woman's choice, bottom line, period, you know, and if it is illegal, then, you know, women are going to make desperate choices. It's going to happen. It used to happen back in the day, you know, there were illegal abortions happening all the time. So, you know, I'm just really passionate that it really should be the woman's choice because, um, I don't think my life would be where it is today. If I had 
been forced to have a child at 17, whether I kept the child or not, I think my life would be a lot different. I think having the abortion and being able to move on with my life, recognizing that I was in no way mature enough to have a child, I just think my life would have taken a different path. And sure, it took a different path for a couple of years after that and was even on a pretty terrible path when I did end up getting pregnant again and keeping it, um, which helped me turn my life around. But I just don't think that would, at 17, I don't think that would have been the same, the same case. I think I would have been angry and I would have been overwhelmed and I, I probably would have rebelled even, even more. My mom probably would have ended up raising it. Like I can just see all the terrible things that, you know, could have potentially happened to me and, or the child had I not made the choice to have that abortion. So this is something most people probably don't even know about me. So I'm really being vulnerable here by opening this up and putting it out there. But what inspired me to talk about it was, was um, Paris Hilton actually telling her story. I don't know if you guys have read about it, but it's in her memoir. I haven't read the memoir, but it's in her memoir about, you know, her choosing to have an abortion at, I think, 22 or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but I, th- I think it was 22. And I was like, you know, this is, you know, this is, um, this is a tough thing. And I just, you know, there's, there's resources out there. Hopefully I I should have researched them. Maybe I'll, I'll, um, add on to this in a little bit with some more information on, you know, on abortion, but just wanted to get, you know, get this out there and tell my story. And, you know, I went through a lot as a kid and I didn't go through a lot of things. A lot of people do, but I went through a lot. I had, you know, I had my own, I had my own demons. I had my own obstacles that I had to overcome. And this was one of them, you know, and was the obstacle pregnancy was the obstacle having an abortion. Was it both? You know, I had to, it was emotional. I mean, I don't want to, I feel like as I'm saying it, I mean, this was a long time ago, many, many years ago. And I'm obviously come to terms with it at this point, but at the time it was still very emotional. And later in life, I re reconnected with the boyfriend at the time, the father, and he had some regrets or yeah, I, he had some regrets about the whole thing and how he handled it and was very apologetic. And, um, he's got two children of his own now and is a great father. As far as I know, I mean, I don't really, I haven't seen him with his children or anything like that, but from the way he talks, it sounds like he loves his kids and is a good father, but had, has some regrets around that. <clears throat> I don't know that he necessarily regrets, um, ending the pregnancy, but he regretted the way he handled the situation and how he treated me. We went on to date for, uh, uh, probably about another year after that. So it's not like this, this broke us up. Um, and there was a point in time, you know, when I'm 18 and I thought that this guy was going to be, you know, the guy that I would be with for the rest of my life. And that didn't turn out that way. Again, not something I regret, but I 
um, you know, we did reconnect and talk about it and it was kind of comforting for her to hear his thoughts on it now. And I kind of absolved him, if you will, of any, you know, um, guilt. I, I appeased him and I don't regret that either. I think it was the right thing to do because at the end of the day, I feel like it was the right thing for me to do. And I don't think he should have regrets around that. And I accepted his apologies for the way he handled the situation himself. I mean, it just tells me that it, you know, at the time I'm thinking I'm the one going through this. I'm the one carrying the child. I'm the one having to go through this procedure. I'm the one that was left alone, you know, till midnight. Um, But he was emotional about it too. He, at the time, you know, he had his thoughts and, you know, things going through his mind and emotions too. So it wasn't just me going through it alone, even though it felt like it at the time. And and it really was at the time that he had his own issues too, to deal with. So, you know, anyway, ultimately I did absolve him of that guilt and hopefully he's living a better life now because of that, but we'll see. And I am going to pause here for a moment And then I'm going to, I've got 10 minutes-ish left that I can record on here. So I'm going to pause and then I'm going to come back hopefully with some resources for anybody in need. Okay, I'm back. Um, I just did a quick Google search for abortion information and landed right on a really great resource, um, Planned Parenthood. I know there's a lot of controversy out there about Planned Parenthood, um, but I have to say they were very, very good to me after all of this. I didn't go to Planned Parenthood for my abortion, and I didn't even realize that they offered that option, but apparently they do. But if you go to plannedparenthood.org forward slash learn forward slash abortion, there's resources, um, information, clinics that are near you. Um, you know, there's a step-by-step checklist of what to do if you're in need of an abortion. Um, the first step, learn about the laws in your state. So that's obviously very, very important. And I know there are a lot of states out there that can even, if you go to another state and have an abortion, like even that can be illegal, which is so fucked up, so fucked up. But um, anyway, I am one of those people that I love camping, you know, and I like camping in my state, but I also like camping in other states. And if you like camping and you need to camp in another state and you want to camp with someone in another state, you need help because you don't want to camp alone, contact me. I'm happy to go camping with you in any state you'd like to camp in. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to my story. If you have any questions, you can find me on Facebook at Without Regret Podcast. So facebook.com forward slash Without Regret Podcast. Or you can email me at Tamara at Without Regret Pod.com, I think. Huh. I should probably verify my own email address. Let's see. Oh my gosh. Uh, without regret podcast. Let's see. Let's go to bookmarks. Uh, 
Oh boy, let's see. Email without regret. Email, where is it? Maybe it's not there. Is it here? There it is. My email address is. Does it even tell me in here? That's funny. Oh, that bites. I went to a different email. Shoot. Oh, here we go. Look at that. Tamara at Without Regret Podcast dot com. Yeah, let's double check that Facebook. It's been a while, you know, I've been kind of out of it. So I've kind of forgotten. <laughs> so it is without regret podcast, facebook.com forward slash without regret podcast. So yeah, go to without regret podcast.com. You can go to my website, contact us form there. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions or need any you know, support, whatever. Give me a shout. Have a good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever it is when you're listening to this. And I'll chat with you very soon.